you, incredible one, are an entrepreneur, small business owner, and you are getting to the point to leverage and scale a business so that ultimately you will have a business that serves you financially and spiritually. And please be clear, this service is not just so that you can live well today. Absolutely not. This is so that those who will remain after you transition will be able to continue on. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell Jervy Harmon, the place to be for high-level conversations about all things millions. Your mission, mindset, methodologies, mandate, movement, messaging, marketing, metrics, and most definitely your money. I am your host, spiritual business growth coach, Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you're ready to move to your next level everything, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by God Girls Making Millions. If you are a woman who is on a mission to deepen your impact and increase your income, and you've been looking for a place where you can let your guard down, be extremely vulnerable, and get the support and strategy you need to continue to go to the next level, then this is for you. Go now to godgirlsmakingmillions.com and apply to join us today. In today's episode, I'm going to start with a spoiler alert. This is going to be an extremely vulnerable and transparent episode. What you may not be aware of, unless you are on my email list, which you absolutely should be, or following me on social media, is that I recently lost my father, Robert Joseph Jervy. My dad died August the 7th, and it was semi-unexpected. He was rushed to the emergency room. Actually, let me back up for a second. On July the 1st, my stepmother sent all of us, me and my brothers and sister, a text message that a mass had been found on my father's liver. And then on Monday, he was going in for additional testing. Well, that testing never happened as it was traditionally planned because on that Sunday, he was rushed to the emergency room after vomiting up blood. And I also probably should sidebar and go back to that spoiler alert and say that this might be a little bit more graphic of an episode, but I promise you the purpose of today's episode is because I really want what has just transpired inside of my family to be a lesson for you in yours. And so about a week into his stay in the hospital, tests confirmed that it was in fact a mass and it was cancerous. And then very soon thereafter, we got his prognosis that it was incurable, inoperable liver cancer, and it was unto death. It was terminal. The doctor said that he had days, maybe weeks, and true to life, not many days later, a few weeks later, my father transitioned. I'm grateful. So I went every day to the hospital once he got sick, except for when my husband and I were on vacation. That week that we were gone, he met with substantial declines, but I'm so grateful that he was still here when we got back. And so I got to spend some really quality time with him on that Saturday. 
praying with him, reading scripture to him, listening to his beloved smooth jazz, just some really good time. Just now I know preparing his soul and helping to make sure that his transition would be one of significance and that he would go home to meet his Lord. And it was amazing. I had no idea that he would be called home later that night, but I'm just so grateful that I got the opportunity to spend with him. Now, throughout this process, as things have been going on, my brother and I, I have a younger brother. We share the same father. He has a different mom than I do. And he and I just kind of took the reins to get everything taken care of. We learned very quickly in this process that my dad didn't have financial means. And like I said, this is a vulnerable and transparent episode, but I want to share with you because I don't want this to be your story. I don't want this to be the story of your loved ones, and potentially even your parents. I don't want this to be your story. And now my brother and I had been discussing the need to make sure that we get my dad's affairs and things were in order. So literally, as soon as he went into the hospital on July 3rd, we had a notary come and we had his will and power of attorney and all of those documents signed. Better late than never, right? But I don't want that to be your story. Going through the process, going through his paperwork and realizing what he had, that his 401k had long since gone, that his home which their home, my dad and stepmom's home, which should have been paid off, had been refinanced. And so there was debt there. His only insurance was the insurance that his company gave him at retirement, which was barely enough to get him in the ground. Now, the reason why I'm calling this episode Legacy is Financial is because legacy is financial. Like when I look up the definition of legacy in the dictionary, in fact, I think I looked it up. Let me pull it up again. When I look up the definition of legacy, it says an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. We hear all the time when someone transitions, they talk about their legacy being that they were a great actor or they were a great father or that they had written five books or that they ran this amazing company. But that is actually not a legacy. Legacy is financial. And we as a society, as a culture, we really have a jaded relationship with money. And it is what impacts our ability to leave a financial legacy. My dad did not leave a financial legacy. Now, I'm grateful to be cognizant of legacy and doing pretty well that I'm not adversely impacted by his lack of financial resources at the time of his transition and that I could participate in the process of making sure that um, we had an amazing ceremony and celebration for him and that it didn't adversely impact my own household. And I don't think that any parent does this intentionally, mine's included. I believe that my father did the best that he could with what he had. And I believe that some of his own personal battles and afflictions impacted his ability to leave a financial legacy for his children, for his grandchildren, for his wife, who will still be here and will be impacted by the lack of finances. Again, I don't want to get too far into the specifics of some of the things with my dad 
But some of the decisions he made when he was alive are now going to have an adverse effect on those who remain. Why are we talking about this today? Because you, Incredible One, are an entrepreneur, small business owner, and you are building a business, getting to the point to leverage and scale a business so that ultimately you will have a business that serves you financially and spiritually. And please be clear, this service is not just so that you can live well today. Absolutely not. This is so that those who will remain after you transition, once your son has set, will be able to continue on. That's why legacy is financial. And I wanted to just tell a little bit about my dad's story in hopes that wherever you are today, you will begin to take some of the steps that I'm gonna lay out for you in just a moment to change the narrative. I believe that every single one of us can do things that will change the narrative for our children. It's too late for me and my father because of the decisions that he made as he's gone on. But again, I believe he did the best that he could with what he had. Sometimes the financial literacy, the financial information that we need escapes us. But you're listening to this podcast because you have a desire to build your company, to scale your company to and beyond the million dollar mark. You have a desire to make millions, to move millions, and to leave millions of dollars. And it is incumbent upon me as I'm preparing myself to create a financial legacy, to share with you some of the success clues that I am implementing in order to be able to do the same. I remember being 10 years old and making the decision 10, 11, like in that time frame, that a big part of my destiny was to be a philanthropist. And a philanthropist is someone who gives to causes outside of their own for the support and advancement of others. Now, that is probably the Darnielle definition of a philanthropist. But I made a decision very early that I wanted to be a philanthropist, that I wanted to give. I wanted to be in position that I would be able to give to others and that benevolence wouldn't upset my own way of living and lifestyle. So much so that this year we're establishing our foundation, the Incredible Factor Foundation, whose purpose will be to teach entrepreneurship to the children of incarcerated parents so that they might have an alternative to following in the same footsteps of their parents. Even when I didn't have as much as I have now, I've always had this desire to be able to give, to establish financial legacy and to be able to help people financially. That is a big part of the reason why entrepreneurship and starting my own business was important to me. Sure, I could do it when I was in corporate America, but you know that when you're working in a corporate conglomerate, you're being paid what they deem your position to be worth and not necessarily based on the inherent value that you bring to the table, which means that you could fall short. Like I remember meeting with financial advisors when I was in corporate America and establishing plans and how long it would take for me to get to some of those financial milestones I wanted to hit because I was operating under a salary, a salary that someone else set that I didn't really get to have as much say. Sure, I know today that I could have negotiated, but I didn't know then that I had a power to negotiate what I earned in my job and that it might actually allow me to earn more. And so 
my desire is to impart into you to share with you many of the things that myself and my husband that we're doing absent from children. That's not our story yet. We don't have children today. What we're doing to establish a financial legacy and at incredible one enterprises, our mission is to eradicate small business poverty, which we deem to be a low six figure business to normalize access to millions of dollars so that financial legacies can be established. That is what we're here for because I don't want anyone to have to experience what is coming down the pike in my family for some of my loved ones that were needing for something different to be done. I don't want that for anyone. I don't think that that's what any of us intend. And again, I believe that we all do the best that we can with what we have. And I'm hoping that what I'm about to share with you will give you the ability to do better with what you have. One of the things that I share with my clients, and I actually went through this exercise. Now, I won't get into my own financial wealth portfolio. Won't get into that today. But one of the things that I suggested to my clients, our clients are by and large women, if I had to put a percentage on it, have about 90 to 95% women and five to 10% men clients. Legacy needs to be established on both sides, right? And one of the things that I suggested to my clients, and I did it to demonstrate how easy it would be, is that for every child they have, man and woman, every child that they have, that they get a $1 million life insurance policy for that child. Well, where the beneficiary would be that child. Now, I am not a financial advisor planner. I'm not an insurance agent. I do not play either on TV. So I'm going to recommend that anything that I suggest to you, you talk to a professional and validate it, clarify it for your own personal situation. This should not be construed as financial advice. I am not offering you financial advice. I am sharing with you what I have done in order to establish a financial legacy. And I highly recommend that as you look to establish yours, you consult the professionals that you should consult. But I suggested, because this is what I did for my goddaughter and others probably have already said too much. I have taken out $1 million policies so that the loved ones, my beneficiaries, when I transition, will instantly have access to $1 million. See, this is how we shift trajectories generationally. This is how we change the paradigm of wealth in our families, is by creating an environment where we think ahead. And that's what I love about insurance. Now, I went through this process, getting a term life policy, Term on the policy, I believe, is 25 to 30 years. There are varying terms. Now, the way that a term life policy works, they are cheaper than whole life policies. Term life policies are for a set amount of time. If you should transition during that time, now you're going to have to look at the stipulations for your policy, whatever you were paying into would be paid out to your loved ones. And so I believe that we can all leave millions by making sure that we have million dollar life insurance policies. The one that I took out to be demonstrative of this act as an example to my client base in our Move to Millions Mastermind cost me $173 a month 
to be able to leave a million dollars to a loved one as a beneficiary. So I wanted to sidebar and share that, but I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Number one, I want you to start where you are. However much time has already lapsed, it's gone. There's no need to be remorseful or lament. It's done. There's nothing we can do about it. But moving forward, we can make different decisions that allow us to experience a different reality. So start where you are and get yourself a financial advisor or a certified financial planner. Financial advisors will be able to help you to establish a wealth plan. They will be able to help you to establish a retirement plan. They will be able to assist you in the beginning phases of estate planning and development, succession planning if you have your own business, right? When you establish your business, you should have put into place a set of procedures and bylaws and what would happen in the event that something happened to you. You should have that. Well, guess what? You should have it for your life just the same as you have it for your business. When you did your articles of incorporation as an LLC, there's a boilerplate document that you can utilize in the event that something happens. I do actually recommend that you do not take the boilerplate and you really sit down and think, what do you want to happen in the event that you transition? What do you want to happen with your company? Are you leaving it to someone? Is it to be dissolved? Is it to be transferred to key employees? Like what types of things? A financial advisor, a certified financial planner will be able to help you with that. Get everything documented and in place so that you'll have what you need. They will begin the journey of helping you to make some of those decisions. They will likely refer you to an estate planning attorney so that you can get the proper documentation. Sure, you could probably go to LegalZoom or Legal Shield or any of those places, but you definitely are going to need legally sound documents for whatever it is that you decide. And then I do want you to get some life insurance. Now your financial advisor can help to facilitate that for you, but just the same, you could go online and start the process, getting some life insurance. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy in the grand scheme of things. Depending upon the type of policy, you may be asked to submit blood works just so that they can validate all of that kind of stuff. That's also gonna determine what your premiums are going to be. But again, your financial advisor will be able to help you with that. You're also going to need to establish a will. Listen, even if you do not have children, you should still have a will. You should still have directives for what is to be done in the event that you transition. One of the things that I learned from what's went on just recently with my dad is that it is true. And I think we know it invariably, but we don't realize it, that none of us really is promised the next day as well as none of us knows when our day is coming. And this is why we have to plan and we have to plan before it's too late. And so even if you are in the best of health, you are in the prime of your life, do yourself a favor and get a will. Even if all you have is three televisions and a pair of Christian Louboutins, determine who gets them when you transition. I'm being slightly funny because you probably have more than you think and it should have a directive of what you want to happen to it. One of the things that I can say about what just happened with my father is that there was no fighting because the directives were done. There wasn't a lot to offer financially, but the other things that are to be done, the directives were in place. It allows for an amazing transition on both sides, right? The loved one, 
gets to go rest in peace. And the family that remains gets clear indication and instruction of what is to be done in the absence of their loved one. It just makes life easier because it can get crazy and chaotic if these things are not in place. Now we're going to shift to your business for these next two tips that I'm going to recommend for you. Number one, I really want you to be operating your business with a three to five year strategic plan. And the goal of this plan, this three to five year, we run on a three year plan. Every year we update the next year. We make tweaks to it, but we know where we're going to be three years from now because that's the way that the business has always been run. But as you're working on that plan, make sure that included in the plan is your livelihood and lifestyle and your financial legacy. So what does this mean, Darnell? This means that you are likely going to have to raise your rates so that you can increase your profit margins so that a portion of that profit, this is why I'm an amazing advocate for Mike Michalowicz's Profit First. Hey, Mike, (laughs) I subscribe to it. I advocate to it. If you happen to get his book, you'll see my name is the first case study or testimonial inside the second edition of that book because I really believe in it. And that profit percentage is going to start to give you something that you can put away for your loved ones in the form of cash capital. But you should absolutely have insurance. If you have real estate, if you have possessions, you need directives of what happens to your possessions because it just makes life easier. And determining what you want to be done with the financial resource that you have. If there are causes that you support, that you want to get a lump sum at the time of your transition, that needs to be documented. Everything needs to be documented. Raising your rates inside of your business to be able to have more that you can put into your profit percentage that allows you to either invest it or to put it into a trust or any of those things that your financial advisor will work through with you. I'm trying to be really careful about giving specific advice because I am not a financial advisor. But I want you to be able to leave a financial legacy because truthfully, that's the only legacy. The memories that they have and how they'll sit around and laugh at the time when is great. And they will need that in order to ease themselves into the process that you are no longer in body, that you have become a spirit. But we want to leave them something they can fold so that their lives can continue to be better. Because we should leave the world better than we found it. And that's what legacy is truly all about. And number five, what you should do to leave a financial legacy is you should begin having conversations with the people that are on your team, your employees especially, about your business, about the vision of your business and find out if any of those people are interested in the event that something happens to you in an untimely manner, unexpected, if they are interested in continuing the work that you have started. Everything should be documented. Just the same as we create standard operating procedures for the tasks and the roles that need to be completed inside of the business, we need standard operating procedures, i.e. a will and financial directives to be established for what it is that we want to happen at the point of your transition. Because legacy is financial. 
Again, I believe that my father did the best that he could with what he had. And I think that some of the decisions that he made, they were made in limited scope based on his own relationship with money. I told you guys growing up, my dad preached, you have to work hard for money, likely because that is what was taught to him. He instilled in us that we needed to have a strong work ethic to have money. And I did develop a strong work ethic, but I did eventually learn that working hard is not necessary to access money. That money is about flow and alignment. Money is an energy and money is always moving and money always needs to move. How different would my life have been had my dad learned that and taught me that and knew it for himself to be able to create a financial legacy for his family in his transition. I want us all to be able to learn from what we just experienced as a family and to actually put yourself in a position to be able to not just leave your loved ones with memories, but to leave them financially able to continue to live long after you're gone. I pray that this episode blesses you and it also spurs you into action that you meet with someone who can help you to make those financial management decisions for yourself for now as well as yourself for later also even putting you in position to be able to go into retirement living the same way that you live today or better all because you started to think about it now death is one of those things we don't like to talk about we don't like to think about but here's what I can tell you it's coming for all of us None of us knows the day or the hour, but I assure you, we will all transition back to our creator. And we all have the ability, especially now, to determine what happens for our loved ones once we're gone. And I hope like me, you will decide that your legacy will be financial. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If after listening to this episode, you're ready to stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Plan for Millions bundle. One thing I know for sure is that before you can make the move, you've got to have the plan. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. Take care. Take care.